calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hold on one damn minute. How can she be there? She can't be there. Damn it, cat! You said she was the one we were looking for. She is, my liege. Be patient. If I had known her rebirth would free the hag, I would have withheld my vote. Now this, I must admit, this vexes me. We knew there would be consequences. You ask for much. Be prepared to take some things on faith. I have faith in abundance, yet I want for progress. When will she fulfill her charge? In time, of course. All things in time. Lovely. Sir Sparkles chimes in. If you know what is to be, then say it. Spare us all the riddles. Impressions. Rivers on the course of eternity. All roads end in darkness. He's doing this on purpose. Please, my queen. The good knight is lost in the rapids. Your whispers grow tiresome. Even I grow weary of fey obfuscation. Speak plainly, Grimalkin. Hear, hear. How can a plural enter the damned astral? In all my iterations, I've never seen it done. At least not like this. My king, you of all the court should know that the stage beggars the truth. Don't believe everything you see when the house lights fade. As you descend like falling leaves, amidst the dissolving pages into the void of Iavos's mind. A kind of landscape starts to come into view far, far below you. The weightlessness takes your breath away, and the sense of control you fooled yourself into perceiving has vanished. You drift off into a strange, hovering sleep. Everyone can use the mechanics for a short rest. I could certainly use it, too. I lost half my health in that fight. <laughs> they were cute but deadly. Drearily, you begin to blink and open your eyes. And as far as the eyes can see, wide, dry farmland stretches out into the black horizon. Cut rows of crops run parallel to old wooden fences. A tiny farmhouse 
with rickety neighboring buildings stands out, and puffs of smoke rise from the chimney. An old towering willow tree on a hill casts a long shadow across the landscape. The sensation of drifting downward turns into a fall. The velocity fills you with that familiar terror of a dream in which you plummet out of control. But something catches your eye. A single floating stone platform, surrounded by a crackling dome of white energy. What lies inside is hard to make out clearly, but it appears to be a simple bed, with a figure sleeping on top of it. But that's only a distraction from your descent. Instinct kicks in. Survival takes over, as the part of your mind that's usually dormant awakens. And with a less than graceful thud, you land on a stone platform of your own. The farmland is still far, far below you. Where did it come from? Did you manifest this on your own? Are, are we still illustrations? You look picture perfect to me. Ah. How's your dimensions? Three? Um, okay, let's me check. Yep, there's the X, there's the Y, and oh, look, Z, it's back. <laughs> we have depth! Speak for yourself. okay so we're still looking for Iavos we're not 100% sure where he is there's something I've been meaning to try worked last time you did it so this time I'm gonna try uh, I'm gonna go for a little different angle here Wushaw's gonna look up to the sky and say I sure wish I had some stew right now oh he's not listening You remain stewless. (laughs) My bowl's drier than ever. (laughs) It starts to feel a bit windy up on this single stone platform. The earth below you is so far, it's nauseating, unsettling. But the dome of energy on the far adjacent platform hums and crackles, emitting light casting out over the entire landscape. Casper, what do you think? You got a good head on your... You've got good ideas. <clears throat> Perhaps there's a trick with this light. Hal, can you create some light over here? I cast light on my sword. You cast long shadows off the edge of the platform. Gaspar is going to head towards uh, where that shadow is and test it out with his foot. See if, if they're, you know... It seems solid, but when you push against the stone with your foot, something about, not the shadow, but the platform seems almost malleable. Like you'd really have to focus, but its existence seems slightly subjective. Ah. So perhaps our platform moves. What? Shove us off. You got it. (laughs) You shove. (laughs) (laughs) And first death. Wuxia is going to move toward the back of the platform. He's going to take one of his harpoons and with all of the belief in his little heart, he's going to try to like push off the edge of the, uh, a dock or something like this is a rowboat. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a polite way to say no. If I ever heard of that. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely not a no. Please roll for me a charisma check. Oh, no. All right. Here we go. Six. (laughs) Your imagination's not quite there. You're trying to push against the basin of something like a a gondola master. 
but it's just open void. It's too horrifying to not be real. Oh god, when's that hitting for fifth edition, huh? <laughs> right. Subclass gondola master. <laughs> Ranger slash gondola master. I'm gonna look at Gaspar, shake my head, and say, Becalmed, Captain. <laughs> but you don't have long to gather your thoughts and take in the strange terrain before the wind picks up even stronger. The earth below starts to warp and twist. The perfect parallel lines of the crop plot slowly spiraling inward with the eye of the storm centering on the old willow tree. Long dead earth, decayed roots, and hard stone rise and fall like breathing in a chest. A ripping sound penetrates the void as the tree splits down the middle, and an eruption of dust and soil seems to launch it skyward. A massive humanoid rises from the earth, carried by wings of willow branches, its body composed of dry caked earth, decay, Long-buried corpses. The essence of drought made manifest into a goliath of rot. It must know you're here, and with each flap of its branched wings, the dome surrounding the sleeper seems to pulse with energy. Let's roll initiative. Yes. Wusha is a goliath of rot. (laughs) Does anybody have 20 or above? Cool. 15 and up? I got 15. 15. Woosh is faster. 10 and up? 12. There you go. Six. Uh, Both you and the, you can call it the uh, withering earth soul, go on a 10. You can go before it. You hear the whispering voice of the daughter once again in your ears. You're going to have to move quickly, but you've been in the dream world long enough. You, you should be able to manipulate it and change things. You just have to focus. You have to believe in it. And it was really nice of you to help my family earlier. They're all here with us. For you. So for this battle, you'll be able to manipulate the space around you using a dream action based on your charisma check to believe in the imagination. And you also have the blessing of the family. There's a list of options you can use to gain and benefit things you do in combat um, because it'll be a very challenging trial. And with that, the withered earth soul comes into view. Another thing to add to that, there is another presence on this battlefield. The nightmares you did not overcome will come into play and Zach will control them on initiative 20 and 10. It's not a whisper on the wind. It comes over a PA, phantom, echoing, with a slight pop and hiss of scry technology. <laughs> Fallow crowd, more like fellow down. You had to keep one guy safe and he's dead. Lost forever. He's never coming back. I want all of you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Like the touch. Fuck. Six. Eleven. <laughs> Nine. Dirty twenty. God damn. The only one of you, not harrowed by Ophidian Ashpool's voice, is the one of you who has practically bested him single-handed. The three of you, Hal, Gaspar, Usha, are all under the effect of Bane. Panikos is fine. And that brings it to Usha. I hate that guy. (laughs) Usha is going to focus real hard, looking at the ground and thinking, I need a plank to walk on. I'm going to try to summon 
a platform with my dream action. Please do. Roll me that sweet charisma check. 18. Excellent. Where approximately would you like it? I want it to be about 15 feet ahead of me. Perfect. All right. I am then going to back up five feet, get a 10-foot running start, and then with that, I can clear 16 feet and land on the edge of the platform. You have enough strength to make the jump. I'm also going to have you roll an acrobatics check. There's a strong wind, and one of your legs is made of a pickaxe. That is very true. (laughs) (laughs) They're so good at jumping. But this is a construct, so... Oh, barf. Uh, 13? You make the leap. The wind picks you up, maybe in the slightly wrong direction, but you kick your pickaxe foot out and catch the ledge with the sharp tip and fall forward successfully. (laughs) Fuck off, wind. (laughs) I pull myself to my feet, and if I'm at the edge of that other platform, precariously balanced on the edge, both of my harpoons in hand, I am going to whip Ebb back and take a pair of shots at this gravel angel. You got it. First shot with this minus D4 from Bane. That is a 20 total against its AC. Oh, I have disadvantage. That is a one on the die. (laughs) (laughs) So, a six. Your magical harpoon buries into it harmlessly. Not because it wasn't a good throw. It was pretty bad. You think you can hurt this thing with your weapons, but this one did not work. But it does not return. Something about the corrupted earth of this thing clings to it. Oh, crap. Can I give up my second attack to try to recover it? Pull on the phantom chain. Yes, it just won't come back on its own. You have to make it happen. Okay. And uh, athletics check or just give up the action? Athletics check. Okay. Oh, garbage. Focusing hard after I throw out my magic harpoon ebb and it nails into the thing ineffectually, I'm going to wrap my fists around the phantom chain that forms behind it attached on my belt and pull and pull and pull and I get an 11 total with athletics. It manages to briefly pop out, but with a swift snap, this creature grabs onto it and holds it in its fist. That's mine! That's my turn. And that makes it Pentecost. Is Ophidian physically here? You cannot see him, you cannot feel him, but he's in your head. Oh, gross, gross! It's not where he belongs. I'm going to, um... Rent free! I was going to say the same exact thing. <laughs> Squatter's rights. <laughs> I'm going to use Mirthful Leaps to join Wusha on his platform. Lovely. Let me see an acrobatics check. Again, you have more than enough range. This is just a precision thing. 17. Perfectly fine. Your stony hooves clip-clop, and you land gracefully. Welcome to the party pad, Ben! Thanks, Woosh. What's the play? Can we actually hurt this thing? Well, I wanted to yank it closer, but it's stronger and faster than I thought. I don't know why we wouldn't be able to hurt the thing. Pen levels her gaze at this earth construct, narrowing her eyes. Slow. It's going to have to make me a wisdom saving throw. Slow, you say. 
Out of curiosity, what kind of spell is that? Transmutation. Does it have a subcategory? No. Cool. Perfect. All I needed to know. Wisdom saving throw. Those are both real bad. Um, That's a six. Ooh. Ooh. That means that it is affected by this spell. It's going to be able to make a new saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Until it manages to shake it or until I lose concentration, its speed is halved. It has a minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws, and it can't use reactions. On its turn, it can either use an action or a bonus action, but not both. It doesn't have the option for bonus actions, being a monster stat block. And regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or ranged attack during its turns. Wonderful. Very good. Spell is so good. And then I'm going to use my bonus action. Pen runs the edge of her thumb across Zillow's, drawing blood. Uses it to paint a sigil on the blade, which disappears and then appears on the creature. She's hunter's marked it. Okay. Finally, Pen closes her eyes, gaining a serene look. And I'm going to try to beat the DC 18 charisma check to gain a fly speed. Excellent. And I made it with a dirty 20. Hell yeah. Dreamlike fey wings spread from the back of Penny's armor. And you feel like you could take off light as a feather. Pen, if it ain't too much and you're in the area, would you mind getting my harpoon back? You got it, Woosh. Thank you. That's the end of my turn. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. So sometimes you just feel it. Gaspar is going to try and make the DC-20 charisma check to create two platforms, one to bridge the two that are already in existence, and one just as a spare in case our frontier one decides to fall to this withering earth soul. Oh, no. Yes. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> so that is not going to happen. Yeah, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a happy look. You imagine with all your might, but you just... The scene is too jarring to believe in such silly things. So Gaspar raises his crossbow and says to Hal, I think I'll just distract it. Bide them some time. I can give you an opening. Hold your fire for a minute. Gaspar will instead prepare an action. Okay. Lie down, dearie. Be warmed in your labor. As your wings begin to unfurl, which wood vines reach up from the ground and drag you back down to the platform. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Fourteen. That does not make the DC fifteen. You have been swallowed up in the vines, and as they begin to heat and warm, baking you inside of their grasp, you take 3d6 fire damage. (laughs) Ow! A one. A two, a three. (laughs) Boom, 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 (laughs) boom. Ah, that stings a little. You take six damage. I do. And will be released on the next initiative 20. From your point of view, it looks as though Penny is swallowed up into the earth by vines of wisteria. Ben, watch out! It's that thing what sashimed me! And that makes it the Earth Soul's turn. Oh, shit. Fantastic. It is under the effect of none of my spells. Ooh. 
Ooh, that's Not that it was slowed anyway, because I immediately cast a second concentration spell. Mm. <laughs> oh, oops. <Whoops. laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this. With the slow dropped, the speed that it moves with its willow wing seems impossible for such a grand creature, but it glides on the wind as light as a nightmare. So, from Wuxia, I need an opposed strength check. Bring it on. Come on. Bring it on. Just straight up strength? Yes. All right. That's like a 20 total. I beat you by 10 with a 30. Oh, barf. <laughs> oh, all of the barf. Yikes. Christ. So, Halifon, does a 21 hit your armor class? It do. <laughs> the withered earth soul grabs the chain with both hands and swinging you off the platform in a complete 180, <laughs> he brings you around like a wet flail and slams it into Halifon Orison Jr. You both get hit by his slam attack. <sighs> I don't like it, but I do. <laughs> it was only a matter of time until this exact thing happened. You both take 15 bludgeoning from the impact of the blow, and the chain itself is released back to you as you topple to the ground, but coming with it is this wave of dark necrotic energy crackling along it. You both also take some necrotic damage from the impact. Oh, good. Oh, that's a roll 16 necrotic damage. Mm. My sweet Jeebus. I resist necrotic as an Asimar, but that still doesn't feel great because I don't resist the bludgeoning till I start raging. Dice did not prepare us for this. And because he's no longer slowed, he's going to take his second attack and use a rot clawed at Gaspar, hurling a giant clump of himself towards you. Better than a clot rod. <laughs> uh, 19? Is going to hit. Okay. I need you to make me a seven strength saving throw. Unless I have cover from hell. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could, but I didn't take protection. It's below 10. Okay. You are going to take nine bludgeoning, three necrotic, and you are knocked back 10 feet. You are now about to fall off the edge, but I need a dexterity saving throw. 27. Minus four. <laughs> D4. 25. Whoo! <laughs> you take to the air, the impact hurling you backwards, and with quick hands, you grab, slip, and grab again, and you are now hanging onto the edge of the platform with a firm grip of your right hand. I'm still waiting for that opportunity. Yeah, sorry. I'm a little, <laughs> a little slow out the gate. I got hit with a whoosh off. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, you got a little me on you. Oh, it's a barnacle embedded in your forehead. <laughs> and he has graciously moved Wusha out of the range of his noxious aura, so you don't have to make a saving throw. Sweet. Your spear is now technically in your hands. It's dangling off into the void, but you now hold the chain unhindered. And that is the end of the withered Earth Soul's turn. And that makes it Hal's turn. All right. Yeah, I have a very bit idea. <laughs> Get moving now. As my action, Hal is going to sort of tuck his arms in and then flare them out wide as a pair of radiant wings erupts from his back and I activate my Asimar radiant soul ability, taking to the air and flying directly at this thing while using my bonus action to rage. 
All right. Sick. As a dream action, I would like to attempt to move the back platform 10 feet forward towards the platform that Penny is on. Please. Charisma check. <laughs> That's a 24. Wow. Mm. The two platforms are now barely five feet apart from each other. Awesome. The leap and the wind are no longer a risk to get from one to the next. All right. I am up in this thing's face, but I have used all of my actions to get here. And that brings us back to Initiative 20. Quick question. How thick are these platforms? So I'm dangling and I see and it's empty. Yes. Can I take my prepared action to shoot? Yes. From underneath, you have a whole new vantage point. This thing is so massive that you can shoot its legs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the opening. Wow, that's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He can't hear me. (laughs) I said it was a bad idea. (laughs) That is a 23 to hit. Yes. 8, 16, 20. That is 26 points of damage. You target a particularly loose spot of soil near its waist, and as the bolt impacts, several animal skeletons pour out, as well as several wheelbarrows worth of dirt. It was stupid, but effective. And that was your reaction? Yes. That brings us back to Initiative 20. Writhing vines of which would groan and creak as they burst forth from the platform on which Wusha lays and Gaspar dangles. They bear aloft, penny, bound, and gagged, as her gesh begins to glow with red heat. The Moonstone Dragon breath erupts in a line burning through your chest and hitting your two allies, Gaspar and Hal. I want the three of you to roll me a charisma saving throw. Are we still baned? You are. Nine. Zero. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Zero? The Bane. Oh, the Bane. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. do it. Despite being the one who is least injured, you're the one who is most wounded, realizing that the tool you brought with you is the source of their agony, as Panikos's white flame is poisoned by that of Onto Asteria, burning Gaspar and Halifon. Uh, mediocre. That's 13 damage to Gaspar and Halifon, 6 damage to Panikos, and that is going to be radiant damage. Sorry. And that brings us to Usha. Ben, apparently the plan is for both of us to be weapons. <laughs> Aren't we always? Oh, you know it. Usha's going to stand up, put his hand on the ground and focus a little bit. As he does, he is going to bring in one of his healing tide pools to put as close to the center of the platform as he can and cast Healing Spirit as a bonus action. Excellent. He is then going to walk into that healing spirit using like five feet of movement and regaining six health. When you try to do that, uh oh, the withering earth soul triggers a reaction of consumed divinity. Ah, crap. You are healed for three. So is he rude. He steals half of your healing. What a jerk. Actually, I have to make a wisdom check in order to successfully do that. No, I don't. I'm sorry. He attempts to steal your healing. You feel it being siphoned away for just a moment, the tide pool growing dry. But your magic is a little stronger than he can sap from this range. You're far from the sea. 
After stepping through my tide pool, I'm going to move to the corner edge of the platform that I'm on, and I believe from there I'm within 20 feet of the Withering Earth Soul. You are indeed. Sick. I'm going to attack it twice. Let's see it. Reeling Ebon and throwing it back. I don't think either of those are going to hit. We are looking at a an eight oh, and no. oh no, a five. Very not indeed. And that's my turn. You love to see it. Well, not really, but no, I don't. Your enemies do. So that makes it Pentecost's turn. And as the radiant energy of the Gesh blasts outward from you, it burns away onto Asteria's grip, and you are freed. Pentecost hangs in the air, singed, held aloft by gossamer wings bathed in moonlight. Her grip tightens around Zillos, and she momentarily pulls back her arm, ready to deliver an eldritch smite. But what if... You know, you're right, Wusha. We are always weapons. Mostly blunt ones. <laughs> no. I know what I have to do. I, I may not know exactly what I am, but I can start with what I'm not. And I'm not prey. I'm going to lead with a dream action. I'm going to try for the... DC 20 charisma check to create two platforms. Hell yes. 22. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. All yours, baby. Can I put them anywhere? They should be close to the platform that already exists. Um, but you have like, you know, let's say 10, 15 feet of wiggle room. How did, how did Penny used to do this? She had such a strong imagination. I dream of the golden fields. I dream of the golden fields that border the fens and wields. Two more sections of earth blossom into space, covered in flowers, flittering butterflies. You added what I was going to add, and I'm glad. Am I right next to the elemental? No, you're about 25 feet away. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't need to dodge... Knowing that her wings are going to dissipate back into gossamer strands at the end of this turn, Pentecos uses the dash action and flies 60 feet directly towards the other end of the map, but over one of the landmasses. That'll put you right one from the end of that third platform. That is the end of my turn. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. Gaspar is going to, with the hand holding a crossbow, he is going to hook his elbow over the ledge and attempt to acrobatically shift his weight back onto the platform. Gaspar, as you're hanging off the edge of this platform, smoke is rising off of your dark armor, singed from the intense moonlight of the blast. You can feel the stone around your fingers crumbling. You'll have to climb it quickly before it breaks away. Bane does not affect my ability scores. Right. Correct. That's correct. Tax and saves. Cool. That is a 30. Yeah. You do a very graceful flip up onto it, landing on your feet even. All right. With that, I am going to run along the platforms we have created with my the rest of my movement, as well as my cunning action to dash. Okay. I'll say the hefting is the same as coming up from prone. It took half of your base speed. Okay. So running along the platforms past... Wusha's healing tidal pool and a little bit towards the withering earth soul in an attempt to grab its attention. Gaspar is then going to take 
the dodge action to buy more time. As the battle in the void rages on floating platforms manifested by dreams, the withering earth soul lets out a roar like the grinding of stone muffled by packed earth. It seems just existing is starting to weaken it. And as it weakens, you can see the barrier surrounding the sleeper begins to crackle and fade. In and out. For a moment, you catch a glimpse of a body on top of it. Gray skin. Brown robes. A wide, rusted blade embedded into the stone by the side of the bed. And the gentle sound of tiny bells ringing out over the battlefield. Alaphon Orison Jr. is taking a beating. As champion rank approaches and levels fill out, it's good to see the paladin finally settle into his role as the frontline tank. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Watching that sweet punum get punished is withering my jelly beans. Across the board, the fallow crown is fighting for their lives against the demons of Iavos's subconscious. You know, speaking of demons, I've had a short stack of mancakes with extra serious syrup standing outside my door the last few days. Dirk, I know saying everything in the stupidest way possible is your whole shtick, but could you, for once, speak like someone not suffering from a terminal case of throat flatulence? There are men at my door. Ominous. It started right after Dice. After I filled my toilet chunk quota, I went next door to see if I could trouble Madame Numpty to ruin her fine china. There they were, two tough tusslers in trousers and tailcoats right off the high-end clearance rack. Dirk, I have long since accepted that your deductive reasoning is about as robust as that cocktrace who plays chess. I wish. I still mess up the horsey's little L-shaped move. Did you know letters have upper and lower case? But you can't be shocked that your new employer, an actual devil, with whom you've agreed to a Faustian covenant, might want to keep an eye on you. Now, heck no. That's fine and all, but every time I pump some belly batter, they come rushing in to do a sweep of the place. Dirk, are you still sick? Rusty, listen to my voice. And haven't you wondered why I keep running to the bathroom? Why would I? You spend half your time on the toilet as it is. Like the coffin for some kind of IBS vampire. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I'm in heck. I've been wringing out the Dirk sponge like clockwork. My back door is like a sack of oatmeal the rats got into. If you're still sick, then why did you leave Aura? Are you kidding? And leave you all alone to face the rigors of your job? No chance, Lance. Where you go, I follow. Dirk, if you're still sick, you need to rest. Please go home. All right, but if anything good happens, you let me know. You could just watch the scry. Wait, I can do that? We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? 
Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Wow, you were great out there. Would you sign my shield? Sure thing, kid. Oh, hi there. I'm Sir Miles Avendar, team captain of the Ivory Lions. I have to stay strong and confident on the field and off. That's why I'm here to talk to you today about mail problems. Chain mail, scale mail, plate mail, it's heavy and it can be hard on your skin. You wear it in the tavern, you wear it in the dungeon. Hells, you'd sleep in it if the DM let you. But it doesn't breathe like linen. And after a long campaign of questing, you need to heal and rejuvenate your skin. That's when I reach for Helm and Shoulders Armor Ease Body Wash. Rinse away that tenacious leather funk, pauldron rash, and even soothe your adventurer's foot. It comes in three rugged scents. Elven Glade, Dornish Frost, and Nautical Mist. Don't let a high AC stop you from being cool. Get helm and shoulders today. Avoid getting hit, but not getting hit on. Right, ladies? <laughs> hey, all you cuties. The first rule of mid-roll is please talk about mid-roll all you want. Amazingly, over the past two years, while the human race experienced the threat of a seriously rapid-spreading disease, quarantine, and many life changes, the LUQ kept trucking forward with careful cast testing and safe practices. The irony being that only in recent months has the threat of illness regularly thrown us off of our recording schedule. It's me and Zach's utmost priority to keep coming out with content every Monday, but even more importantly, protecting the health and well-being of the cast. Anyway, due to cast illness or new threats of contamination, the next chapter will be a little bit different. Just in time for Halloween, you'll be presented with three episodes recorded remotely, which will account for a change in audio regularity, but most importantly, improvised by three cast members on the spot. Max, myself, and Angelo managed to put together some very short one-episode adventures for the cast to get us some content and hold us over until we can record again in person. Zach was without a voice at the time, and there's no way we could expect him to run a normal game, remote or otherwise. So this was our best option. Anyway, they are, if nothing else, a lesson in D&D improv and themed for the spooky Halloween season, so we hope you enjoy them. We actually had a really good time with it. We also hope you're enjoying this dream chapter, thanks to the top-shelf work of our cast for bringing it to life. To show your thanks or support for the show, why not check out the Patreon? You know it's loaded with great rewards, and the top tiers can let you make characters to join the Battle Axis or be mentioned by name in our mid-roll legendary team list. The current legendary teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Remember to follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for Monday night live premieres, our new BST Solink Nuzlocke on Thursdays, health permitting, and pen pals in the near future. Our temporary mailing address while waiting for a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214, if you have anything you want to send to the cast, like so many amazing fans before you. We sure do love sharing them on social media. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Hi there, you dirty crud hugger. My name's Dr. Scrubwell and I make soap. 
Not just any show, but the finest liquid sanitizing degreaser and scent improvenator known to humankind. It'll scrub off an absolutely unlistable amount of smudges and gunk, but I'll give it a shout anyway. It'll clean off yard mud, tomato waste, hog spit, chowder powder, butt fudge, oil, floor lacquer, teriyaki drippings, beef consomme, food fudge, plant smears, that floor blood, printed t-shirts, guilt, arcane runes, freckles, barrel paint, manuscript ink, doorknobs, leg hairs, pawn scum, police warrants, and tarot card readings. This Castile cream will change your shitty life. Detergitize your woes, lather away your laments, and scrub away the feel bads. Shut up and start scrubbing with Dr. Scrub Whale's Miracle Soap. It'll purify your pants off. Literally. We continue the initiative with the nightmare actions. From the thick, dense clouds, a faint glow can be seen. And from it, a long, fleshy tentacle extends. Distant in your mind, Penikos, you can remember, or remember seeing, perhaps, this exact thing. A tentacle manifests and grapples you, striving to hold you in place. I'll, um, uh, it doesn't say if you, if you can say it after, so I'm going to stick with my roll. It's a 24. What do you got? 16. That does not do it. As the damp, soft leather of this creature's tentacle wraps around you, you can almost truly remember what Penny felt in this moment. Oh, I remember you. There was more of the swords back then. I remember the taste of your blood. It's what woke me up. And that makes it the Earth Soul's turn. Very good. With one of its actions, it's going to respond to the distractions of Gaspar, waving his hands in a over here gesture. And he's going to simply drift this way, no more than 10 feet. At the beginning of his turn, as he moves, everyone within 20 feet of him, which is everyone but Pentecost, needs to make me a constitution saving throw, as you are now in his noxious aura. The smell of rot and decay is so overbearing, you can barely see straight. 21. 19 on the touche. 15. Wait, it's a saving throw, isn't it? Oh, you are baned. 21 mm. minus. My banyo. C-c-c-combo. 2. 19. Hmm. 14. The DC was 16. Mine was a 17. So, Gaspar, for the turn, you gain the poisoned condition. You can roll again at the start of his next turn. As his action, he's going to bring down his slam attack on top of you on the platform that you are on, Gaspar. But he has a disadvantage because of your dodge. When he does that, I will make an opportunity attack against him. Okay. For attacking someone other than me. Go ahead and roll. As I roll, I will go first and then let me know your result. Mm -hmm. I rolled not great, but he does have a good bonus to hit. So does a 17 hit your AC? It does not. Okay, so that is a hit and a miss. The other one is well over 20, so I'm not going to stress about that missing. So, uh, you take 16 bludgeoning damage. 
and six necrotic damage. As the slam not only just covers you in dirt and filth, but it also wobbles the platform you're on. You have good enough balance and you're near the center, so you don't have to worry about it flinging you off. But you think if this thing wanted to, it could toss these things around like frisbees. With its other action, its head seeming to never leave Hal's gaze as its body moves, as though it's reshaping, it starts to open its mouth and it gets wider and wider, splitting open, unfurling like a banana. Mm. Not a fan. And all of the earth begins to slam down around you as it uses its envelop ability. Okay. I need an opposed grapple check from you. My, Other... my attack against it was a 17 with Bane. Let's finish that first. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. Uh, 17 does hit its armor class. Cool. D8, D4. I will still be using the Radiant Strike from the Chivalric Edge. Cool. Takes 11 points of damage. Do you need Slashing Radiant separated or... Thank you for asking. 11 total. Got it. And then an opposed. Yeah, you can use athletics or acrobatic. I will use athletics. A nat 20. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I don't think I can beat it then. That's a 31, baby. I cannot beat it then. (laughs) I roll an 18 and a 20. So a nat 20 for a total of 26. Jeez. Man. Holy crap. Yeah. It snaps down on you, the weight of hundreds of pounds of dirt impacting you, trying to crush you flat. While you're enveloped, you are blinded and restrained, but you have total cover against attacks from the outside of the withering earth soul. You also take... <laughs> that was that's a lot of rolling happening over there. Yeah, but it's some of the worst d6s I've ever <laughs> oh, okay, rolled okay. in my life. All right, that's right. They're they're bad. Good. Unbelievably, you only take 18 necrotic damage, which you have to 9 being right. of radiant ancestry. Yeah. Do I take any other? Is it just necrotic? It's just necrotic okay. when you're inside of it. All right. Ugh. How do I get out? You can attempt a strength check. Or if you can deal it a certain amount of damage, it can make a constitution save to not barf you up. Got it. That is the end of the Withering Earth Soul's turn. That brings us to Hal. Cool. I am inside of it and I am raging. Using my bracer, I would like to take a second action to activate my radiant consumption ability. Mm. As you guys see this thing envelop Hal, there's this beat. And then all of a sudden, an explosion of fiery light, as though it had swallowed a sun, starts shining out of every crack on it. (laughs) The darkness blasted away by some sort of internal star. And I will attack it. Do I have disadvantage because I've been swallowed? If you were trying to use your halberd, I would, but you have enough room to stab out with your sword. It's still in hand. Very nice. So I'm going to give you disadvantage. Uh, I will recklessly attack for the advantage. Because you're safe inside. I swallowed me already. How much worse can it get? God damn it. I only roll a 7. Plus 7 is 14. Minus 3 for a total of 11. But I would like to activate Family Blessing. Please do. Of Father's War Story. Mm -hmm. And for Hal, this is a story his uncle told him about a time that his dad was swallowed by a purple worm. I think. 
and he had to cut his way out, removing its head and just emerging in a spray of viscera. The audience loved that one. Yeah, I, it was it was a good moment. So you now have a 21 with the plus 10 from yes. the blessing. Yes. Which is which a hit. Should hit, mercifully. <laughs> and I'm going to roll damage, which is this plus six. Can I just say his mouth game must be fucking on point to dodge something in his own mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and smite. That sounds good. Yeah. That's probably smart. I feel like this is a good opportunity to do that. There's a metaphor about the belly of the beast. Yeah. And sometimes it's very literal. Is it undead? I assume not. It is a huge undead. Oh, I get two D8s. <gasps> oh. All right, roll these gently so I don't have a repeat of the crack and dice incident where I blew it up in my hand. <laughs> Only 17 on the dice, but I have radiant consumption active, so I get to add my level in damage, which brings me to a total of 25 points of damage. A hefty blow to its inner tummy. As the blinding radiant light fills the inner chamber of the withering earth soul, you are now face to face with the decayed corpses of heroes it has consumed in the past. I assume I can't move while I've been swallowed. So at you are the, restrained. Yeah. At the end of my turn, both I and it take four points of radiant damage in addition to the damage already dealt, which no. I have to too. That officially ends my turn, Initiative Keeper. Thank you. At the beginning of the initiative, your radiant light shines out inside the earth soul and you realize that its interior is covered with rot, but more than the rot of stone and tree and leaf and grass, it is the rot of bodies, of everything that has fallen before it. And one of them pulls its head up from the filth and begins to crawl towards you. And you recognize it, though you don't remember his name. After all, why would you remember the name of some meaningless servant to an undead colossus? You don't say that about my great uncle. Don't say that about Nippet. I'll kill you. As the ghast crawls towards you. The ghast has advantage to hit because Hal is restrained. Beautiful. And he recklessly attacked. And I recklessly attacked. That too. Yeah. Double advantage. Five dice. <laughs> Is a 23? That will hit. Yes. I would like you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. This is a mean fight and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> constitution! With negative 1d4. I roll Ooh. a 4. Ooh. 21 Ooh. minus 4 is 17. You feel the poison, the sick, crawling venom of sleep sink into you and yet you fight off the pull of death and are not paralyzed by his claw attack thank god because i'd fucking die <laughs> i would also like you to roll me another constitution saving throw do i have to can i just keep my 17 you may not an option no and with that negative d4 yeah this one probably won't pass that's 13 minus three total of 10 you just hit the target as the stink of rot and filth and the poison of these bodies decaying all around you overwhelms you, but you fight the urge to vomit uncontrollably in the face of mortality. Stinky on the outside and inside. Yeah. You are now immune 
to stench for 24 hours. Nice. Ooh. Of the gas, not the, with <laughs> right, right, her right. soul. Correct. <laughs> That's a different stink. I thought it smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> you passed the gas gas. And that makes it Wusha's turn. <gasps> Wusha. Wusha looks around desperately and says, I could really use some flotsam right now. I'm going to use my dream action to try the DC 10 charisma check to make a new platform. Okay. I get a 13. Nice. Where would you like your new platform? I would like it to be about 10 feet away from the platform I'm on right now, close to where I am sitting. I'm then going to back up diagonally through my healing little tide pool, and I'm going to regain four health from it. Then I'm going to run forward, clear the thing. You move me one more square to my right. I will, as soon as you roll me an acrobatics check. I love the idea that you, like a child, are jumping through a sprinkler. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slip and slide with an upward ramp. There you go. I get a 21 on acrobatics. You whoosh gracefully. (laughs) Hey, ugly! Spit out my friend! I'm going to throw a pair of harpoons at him. He instead just kind of rearranges his mouth and spits the gas down. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong friend! Ooh, ooh, I'm feeling good about that. That is 20 total versus the Withering Earth Souls AC. That hits. Awesome. And it is missing hit points currently, correct? It is. Fantastic. That means I get to trigger my Colossus Slayer ability. Mm-hmm. This will be adding to the 29 it's already taken. Doink. Ooh, that'll be 13 damage to it from that. And then my second toss. Hit me. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Ooh, 14 is real close. If that's the case, I'm going to use the Mother's Inspiring Song. Wuxia was never particularly close to his family or the people in his tribe, at least not really as far back as he can remember. But every once in a while, the songs from his old Goliath people will come back. As the dawn crests over nearby mountains, he remembers a silhouetted female figure standing atop a cliff, bellowing and singing loudly. Enough to inspire him. I thought you were going to say that you remember the songs that Iavos would sing while he's making your stews, and you always thought of him as a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy! That is going to turn that 14 into a 19. That also hits. We love to fucking see it. And that is going to be seven more damage. Seven is a good number. That makes something happen. Ooh. Going to roll a constitution save for the Withered Earth Soul. I rolled very good. For a moment, you can see it like, and the shape where Hal is inside of it starts to thrash and gyrate, but it manages to keep its lunch. Last thing, then, I'm going to spend my bonus action to grab hold of my chain and try to pull it closer to me. The creature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see it. Opposed strength. Athletics. Oh, my I rolled not great, but I got a 19. I got a 13. As the harpoon hits the creature and the phantom chain moves into existence, he's going to wrap his fist around it and try to pull and pull. But this thing's big wood wings are stronger than my small meat hands. The platform you're on actually starts to tilt under the weight of your feet pressing against it just slightly too. (laughs) You're almost like leaning back at a 45 degree angle. (laughs) Good thing I have practice at exactly that. Mm -hmm. And that is my turn. Beautiful. The Blight Whale. (laughs) And that brings us to Penikos. You are currently grappled. Slip the noose and break the cage, free of hunger, free of rage. 
Pentecost invokes the brother's quick feet mm. and uses Misty Step nice. to leave the grapple and get as far away on the path that she's taken, away from this tentacle. Pentecost races across this platform, skipping through the flowers and sunshine, what little pockets of it there are, stopping before leaping to the next as it's protected by a barrier. She spins around. She seems to have had an epiphany by the expression on her face. Hey, Wusha. Oi, Ben! I, I figured it out. Oh, right in time! This, this whole time, I, I was thinking Penny would be so good at this. She had imagination and healing, and she inspired people. But I had it wrong. I've been so focused on whether I'm predator or prey, or whether I'm Penny or Pentecost, and I'm not one thing. I'm everything, Wusha. Damn right you are! With a confident grin, Pentecost drops Zillos. She raises a hand, pointing it towards this construct that's been hurting her friends. And an aura begins to build around her. Subtle at first, it beams like sunlight. She fills with it, and a radiant blast of light leaves her fingertips and strikes this creature. What are we looking at here? Fifteen? Fifteen is not quite enough. It careens off into the darkness. Lucky for her, she gets another try. Nice. How's an 18? That'll do it. It is not the most powerful weapon in Penn's arsenal, but her Eldritch Blast, powered not by Zillow's, but by Penny, strikes the creature for four force damage. All right. The gleaming white bolt slams into the back of the Earth Soul, and it seems to peer back over its shoulder at this threat, grinding its stones like a roaring beast. That makes it Gaspar's turn. All right. Looking across the platforms, seeing Pentecost up against the waning barrier of light, every strike on the withering earth soul weakens it. And so, on his platform, Gaspar steals his resolve. A faint shadow appears at his shoulder, and he will invoke Child III's silent presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making his last stand, he kicks off a bit of dirt from the platform, digging his own little grave, steadies his aim onto the withering earth soul, and fires. Child the Third's silent presence gives 15 temporary hit points because Gaspar is quite low. That is a natural 20. Oh boy. Hell yeah. Okay, gonna re-roll damage dice real quick. Okay, okay. So I have 10, 12, 15, 30. That is 39 points of damage. 
<laughs> Mama Linguini. He manages to keep his lunch inside of him as the bolt strikes one of his two pale gleaming eyes. You see several of the branches fall away from one of his wings as he begins to teeter and wobble, less confident in his flight than he was before. And it appears as though seams are starting to form in the surface of the dry skin on his exterior, cracking, slowly crumbling. As Hal is encased in this undead Thunderdome, fighting a ghast, a tag team partner is going to appear as Nepet will strike the ghast from inside. <laughs> I like to a picture that, uh, yes, but I like to picture that Gaspar is like, okay, Nepet, do your thing. You're like, where did he go? Only Nepet is aware that there's a ghast in there because <laughs> it's one of his relatives. Yeah. Nepet, get in there. Nepet. He'll be punished for this later. <laughs> we got some wing cut on wing cut action yeah. now. But yes, inside is a wing cut betrayal. Just automatically did damage? Yes. I don't know what it's going to do uh, because it's seven necrotic damage. So the gas takes three necrotic damage. Uh, as Nepet is just going to be holding back one of his relatives from striking Hal. Mm, I like that. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, is there any glory? Ooh, I have a dream action. You do have a dream action. Oh. All right. Now this is a frisbee. Uh, you've described it. It's it, To this thing, it's a blade. Can I dream action, move the platform I'm on 10 feet, ramming <laughs> the withering earth soul? This is something that I did plan for. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud of you for planning this. It, it was obvious, right? So Yes. Uh, the amount of damage, though, is dependent on how much you beat the DC by. Okay. Well, my charisma is trash. So. 15. Ooh. You can slam into the base of the withered earth soul, which stops the platform immediately, but you will deal it 2d6 bludgeoning damage. 12. <laughs> and the boxcars. Okay. Oh. Ow, my ankle. <laughs> Little twerp. <laughs> it doesn't Hal, say that. Hal's inside, and all of a sudden, there's just this very, like, <laughs> what was that? Lando. <laughs> that is my turn. Excellent. Halifon, it was you to which the blade was charged. You are its ward. And as such, you must suffer the fate of its last owner. Roll me a wisdom save. With Bane. With Bane. Yeah, it's a saving throw. Yep. It's such an Ophidian thing to fuck you over for a whole fight. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's an 11. That does not succeed. As you feel your hand rising to drive the chivalric edge into your chest. And to give you a fair warning, the attack will automatically succeed. And because you are acting in accordance with your charge, it will deal its extra 1d4 damage. Yeah, I mean, that tracks. All right. Am I rolling my damage against myself? Uh, during your turn, you will use up your action to attack yourself. Ah. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's pretty mean. Okay. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I had to think of the best way to get you. Oh, absolutely. And that makes it the Earth Soul's turn. So, just let me survey the battlefield very briefly here. It's in a fairly target-rich environment, and it has a very long reach with its horrible withered arms. For the record, as it's hovering here, there are 
ghostly images of LUQ heroes crawling over it, stabbing it with ghostly blades. Mm, I like that. While you uh, have been being harmed while inside of it, it's starting to not relish the indigestion it's getting from the radiant source burning in its belly. With one of its actions, it's going to expectorate you. (laughs) If you want to make one last attack with the ghast, you can before Hal is launched out. Beautiful. An attack of opportunity as I go flying past it. (laughs) Kind of. 18? 18 will hit me. Oh, no. I'm just rolling its slam damage to force you out of its throat. Um, It did hit you with a 24. What do you got for the gas damage? Seven. Seven damage. Have two, three. Do I need to make another save against paralysis or only one? I believe so. Okay. Fucking mean fight. That's a natural one. I fail that. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Which is perfect because it's vomiting you in that direction and you are paralyzed. Yep. Your radiant wings frozen solid in the stasis. Oh, no. You take 19 bludgeoning damage from the slam hurling you outward. Uh, halved to nine. And you are falling. Yep. Like a radiant comet. With its other attack, realizing Wuxia is a very wonderful weapon, he's going to try to grab you and slam you into the platform that Gaspar is on. My ancestral (laughs) protectors give it disadvantage on this attack. Interesting. So let's do an opposed athletics for how well it grabs you. We'll bring it on. And it has disadvantage. Looking at a 24. 18. All right. And then he's going to roll to hit Gaspar's AC. He has disadvantage on this attack too. Any target that's not me. Oh, that could be bad though. Like sometimes that's good, but in this case it could be bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Well, is going to take the slam damage. Come on and slam. Which is halved because of my protectors. Sick. Also cool. Handy ability you got there. It's a good ability. I'm rolling. His slam damage has gone through the roof in the past turn for my rolls. Um, So you're going to take 21 bludgeoning damage from the slam. I would. Which is halved to 10. Yep. I can take it. I can take 10. Which still doesn't feel great. (laughs) 10 is fine. But unfortunately, instead of slamming you into the platform that has Gaspar in it, the crumbling and cracking that's barely keeping it together, the entire hand that's holding you falls off mid-swing, and in a clod of dirt, you too begin descending. Oh, crap! I'll get you have one athletics check to grab the ledge of Gaspar's platform before you fall completely. Sweet. I also got a 21 on my constitution save to keep my concentration on my healing spirit. Really focused on that little puddle. And it's putting in work. Fuck everything that's an eight. Oh no oh yeah so for a brief moment there's an explosion as clods of dirt fly in every direction the platform wobbles you see wuxia for a brief moment slammed into the side big wet hands trying to get purchase on the stone and he simply slips and begins falling i'm going under and that is the end of the earth soul's turn bringing it to how okay. so we have two options for how we can do this it says specifically must use your next action to hurt yourself, which means that if he doesn't get an action, it would just happen when he wakes up or because he is supernaturally compelled, his hand might do it anyway. Necrotic poison, ancestral curse. We'll see which one is a stronger influence. Mm. You're still paralyzed. Okay. You can feel your arm attempting to 
commit the act of self slashing, but it's toxins literally freezing your muscles in place from the ghoul's poison. Okay. Uh, while paralyzed, I can't take bonus actions, right? I believe so. <laughs> so I'm just blazing through the sky. Like, like Freddie, like, like Freddie Mercury, just <laughs> 200 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I can't take a bonus action to end that. At the end of your turn, you do get an opportunity to roll the save again. I can still take a dream action, though, can't Ooh. I? It exists outside of the action economy. Yes. All right. In that case, can I create a platform in the direction I'm heading so that I hit something and stop falling? Okay. <laughs> That's going to suck so Oh, hard. you're going to take some damage, but it'll stop. This is yeah. one of the things I was hoping yeah. was that if someone falls, they yeah. would be able to use a dream action to catch Make themselves. it out of mattresses, how? Uh, <laughs> I, cast, I cast Meteor Swarm using myself as the material component. <laughs> he cast Catapult. <laughs> That's actually only a... Six. Oh no! Which means I want to burn some glory or something. I fail to materialize. I already burnt a little glory, but I guess I could. Yeah, I'll use. You can try again next turn, but the fall damage is going to be a lot higher. Yeah, I think I think I have to use another glory to get inspiration on this roll. Like I need to not fall out of the sky. That would be good. Ideally, in general. All right, a positive thing. Let's do it. Reroll. (laughs) <laughs> That's a natural one on that one. Oh my god! Uh, oh, wait. Read the description of what happens when you roll a natural one oh, on a no. dream check. Oh, oh no! <laughs> what is it if you roll a one, well, you'll just have to wait and see. Is what the is what the action says. So, Lawrence, you snap out of your paralysis. Oh no. Your dreaming mind wakens and survival kicks in. But where once there was a pair of radiant burning flame wings, there are now two heavy stone wings, not a platform at all, but a great anchor pulling you down at an incredible rate. Did I turn myself into a platform? You turned your wings into stone. Oh, no. (laughs) Good God. May- I'm not worried about time. I just want to play this match. <laughs> Can I also use a blessing of the family to give myself 20 health before I hit the ground? Oh, you won't hit the ground for a bit. <laughs> 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 Bitch, please. Oh. You got a few rounds of before you hit the acre. All right. Well, then I won't use it yet. Uh, at the end of my turn, though, I take uh, two points of radiant damage from my radiant consumption that I can't deactivate because I'm paralyzed. I'm going to say that the wings turning to stone has snuffed out your radiant Glowing okay. Billy. All right, I'm alright with that. He woke him up from his paralysis during his turn, which means he gets his action to kill himself. That's true. All out. That's true. <laughs> do I need to attack myself? Do I automatically? It is hit? an automatic hit, and you okay. deal your weapon damage plus the one d four from right. uh, his special ability. All right. Uh, so this is a bad scenario. Am I still raging? Yeah. That wouldn't have ended. Yeah, you would okay. you would attack yourself as normal. I deal my extra rage damage, but I also resist my own damage. That's so. Fair. It's a shame because it was a two. Hey, it's a one now. Hey. Hey. All right. I deal myself five plus two from rage, seven points of piercing and two points of radiant, which I resist both into three points of piercing and one radiant. So I take four. 
you should think law desperately that he did not say that the paralyzed arm hurts you because all attacks on a paralyzed target are critical. Are automatic. <laughs> yeah. are automatic crits. The good yeah. thing is the paralysis would have to end for you to hit yourself. Yes. So yes. yes. Chicken and egg scenario. I have lost 60 hit points so far in this fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how we turned into very thoughtful seagulls for a yeah. moment. <laughs> you should maybe just take, and take those 20 hit points. And I'm also <laughs> falling out of the sky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You done? I mean, unless there's any other way I can take damage this round. <laughs> I'm sure you can think of something. <laughs> I think that's it for Al. Mm. That's a roughie. Don't, don't stop me now, guys. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a good time. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> it is not hot, the pen that carves into you. But it is wrong, reshaping the world to be as it sees fit. And so as the word terrified is scrawled across your chest, you become overwhelmed with fear of a thing which was once your friend and is now your enemy. So, on the beginning of each of your turns, you cannot approach Iavos unless you make a successful wisdom saving throw. While the armor glows with the word terrified, you can feel it burned into your flesh. Those mystical words on your armor will vanish at some time but the words carved into your flesh will not remove until a curse has been lifted. And that brings us to Wusha. <clears throat> it happened. Got there. The prophecy is complete. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Okay. I got a couple options here and none of them are good. How far away from me is Hal? Oh, Hal is a good probably 80 feet that way. He got okay. spat hard. Sweet. Makes sense. How far away from the platform am I? You are about 20, 30 feet under it. You just fell. Okay. Sick. I am going to try to throw my harpoon up into the uh, platform and try to use the chain to stop myself. Okay. It's not hard to hit, but I'm still going to have you roll an attack check. Of course. And I've got Bane on that. Oh, bad. That's going to be a 10 total. 10 is the DC to hit a solid object like that. But Six. now I need you to roll me an athletics check to see how firmly you embed your harpoon into the living stone. Makes sense. Ugh, 10. All right. You think you have maybe one round to hang on before this breaks. Awesome. I'm going to use my dream action to summon a platform beneath me. Good security measure. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I get an eight. (laughs) For a moment, you see stones, things that are shaped kind of rock-like. Come on, buddy. Wiggly platform, a plank, an ocean, shark fins, and then nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's made of coral. Oh, no. (laughs) Ah, crap. All right. I have... One of one option right now. I'm going to start climbing. Roll me one more athletics check to see. I'm going to say with a certain DC, you can clear 20 feet in one turn. Okay. But it's not low. 18. Right as the harpoon snaps out of the stone, your fingertips just grab the edge. Gaspar, you see old, wet, decayed fingernails gripping the stone for dear life. As Wusha's one hand clings desperately. There's that old hooker. Uh, hey, Gasper, I'm coming up for air. 
I'm going to use my bonus action to move my healing spirit 30 feet and get it as close to Gaspar as possible. Okay. Can it close, jump over gaps? I can just move it. That's cool. Feet. No, it's, I love it. Hell yeah. It just dries up and then kind of remanifests. <laughs> I just want it to be a yellow lawn sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to put it right under Gaspar if yeah, that's at all that's possible. that's okay. Sweet. Which means you'll gain health at the start of your turn. That is Wuxia's entire turn. And that brings us to Pentecost. At the start of your turn, please roll a wisdom saving throw to determine if you're terrified of Yavos. Dirty 20. Very nice. I will never fear my friends. But first, I need to help Halophon. Pen begins to use her imagination. Dreaming a platform into existence to catch him. Nat 20. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Penny's platforms are covered in grass that absorbs some of the impact. <laughs> There's a special rule for rolling a 20 on the dream action thing. There sure is. <gasps> oh, gosh. So you were trying to catch Hal on a platform. Yes. You can also move a platform 10 feet, which is the next equal thing, because you rolled a 20 on the die. So you can move a platform 10 feet and catch Hal. I, yeah, I was going to say you could literally make it move to catch him and deal less damage by kind of descending <laughs> slightly. I was going to say finish the transformation, turn his wings into a platform so he just stops moving. <laughs> <laughs> like hanging under one by his shoulders. <laughs> okay, it's baby Bjorn. What have you done, Hal? <laughs> Your imagination wanders. Let me help. Halophon's stone wings move around him cradle him, spread out, widen. They detach from his shoulders as they grow into a platform, which moves down with him for 10 feet to slow his descent, bringing him to, hopefully, a soft landing. Despite the fact that you have been flung at a high speed and have fallen a great many feet, you manage to land only taking seven damage. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, barbarians resist bludgeoning damage from weapon attacks. Nothing resists fall damage. Not from feet. falling. Yeah. So I take the full seven. Correct. But you are now safe on the softest stone platform you've ever hit at high speed. <laughs> awesome. And there have been a lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All of the other platforms are, for the most part, squares. If I had a nickel for every time. This one is rounded on two opposing corners and clefted oh, on one. It's a, it's a hoof, right? Forming a vague <laughs> heart. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a heart. I was teasing you. I mean, deer hooves kind of look like hearts. I think that's why they call them hearts. It's part of why we're cute. Oh. <laughs> um, seeing that attended to. The barrier still up. Hal gives you a thumbs up from. <laughs> and with that, Pentecost turns back towards the creature and continues hurling Eldritch Blasts. The first one was a nat 1, making it a 10. The second one is a 27. 27 hits, and thankfully it's not a weapon you're hurling, so the fumble doesn't matter much. You manage to burn your fingertips as the spell erupts in your hand off a little early. Oh no, I dropped my laser. <laughs> Take three points of damage, you dummy. He does indeed. Pen, for the moment, seems to fall back 
into a few distinctly penny mannerisms. Come on, Iavos. I've figured out so many things. Who would have thought it would have taken coming to a place like this where I'm, where I'm weak to, to realize, to find something that I thought I lost? And once we go back, all the Pentecostes will know. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. At the start of your turn, Gaspar, you're going to gain four health as you get pleasantly moist. (laughs) Hydration is key. (laughs) (laughs) Just run by with your mouth open. (laughs) Just drag my head through the bowl. (laughs) Like a bucket? Yeah. While you would heal four... The Withering Earth Soul uses its reaction and succeeds its role to steal two of that with its consumed divinity. That's, that's awesome. Those two hit points are going to make a big difference for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrate before you dehydrate, Gasper! Literally a drop in the bucket. <laughs> As Gaspar shuffles his boot on this platform once more, a little white stone is dug up. As he invokes the blessing of the family, brother's silly games. You become invisible for one turn, must be done on your turn. Then, with dream action, I'm going to move, uh, attempt to move a platform as we play brother's silly game mm. with the cups. Gonna do the platform shuffle. The platform shuffle. That's very fresh and clever. That is so cool. That is a 14, so it will succeed. But this platform shuffle is bashing it in the knees with a with a platform. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where's the stone? Where's the stone? Ooh, cup to the face. Kabonk. <laughs> I thought you were going to move the platform above him and drop down onto his head with a sword. I, I wish. <laughs> oh, yeah. You roll the 2d6. 11 points of damage God this time. Wow. Damn. These platforms slap. The moment <laughs> Gaspar learned he could weaponize dreams. <laughs> no, they, they slab. They sl- these platforms <laughs> slab. You hit them right in the stones. Uh, while invisible, I'm going to fire at it. Um, what would what seems like the crumbling part of this? It looks as though the withering Earth Soul's stomach is distended from where the radiant light was burning away inside of it, cracking and crumbling like it has a void, waiting to pop like a dirt balloon. Well. We're playing silly games, so we'll play that carnival game and pop that balloon. That's another critical hit. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Well, I mean, when you have advantage, you get to roll three, right? That's That's yeah. I'm I'm nasty. I got I got the brother and child the third. We playing games out here. Got the sibs. The fact that at no point did you pull a Mario, summon your mount, and then use it to get an extra jump, I'm just, I'm devastated. Can I summon his mount to do that? I'm a, I, I need some hops. Look, we got the goofy yowl. We only get one per game. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you, just, you drop the Volpidex on him. Yeah. Walla Wusha? <laughs> Wusha Ouija? That is 48 points of damage. Holy fuck, dude. (laughs) That's awesome. The torso of the withered earth soul tears asunder. The black liquid of nightmares pours out from inside of it, like a waterfall descending to the withering acre. And it begins to split to pieces 
as the barrier fades to nothingness. As soon as the barrier falls, Penikos runs across the platforms, falling to her knees next to the small bed and wrapping her arms around the figure that lies there. I've missed you so much, and we have so much to talk about. Chunks of the withering earth soul fall downward onto the farmland below. Huge impacts leaving craters in the dead soil. An old weather vane spins out of control before snapping. The platforms begin to separate, brick by brick, in the chaos. The winds become stronger than ever, pushing your herring cloak in every direction. But the barrier is down. Your target is in sight. In your arms. The body atop the simple bed, trapped deep in slumber. It is surely Iavos, but not as you knew him. While the brown robes drape across the small bed, the body inside is meager. A child, no more than ten. Skin as gray as ash, the crown of his bald head midnight black. He weeps as he slumbers. He mouths agony as he thrashes. And the platform splits in two. And as the bed begins to fall, his eyes snap open. And everything goes white. It was the kind of discovery that could change a life. Change the world. Call upon not the savage war god, but the memory of your former self. A purer self. But that's all it ever was. All you ever were. And now, as the engine which imagined you awakens... The memory fades, and as the feeble construct of Penicos is forgotten, her form shatters. He always remembered you better than you were. And the fallow crown is clear. Wait a minute. I got a, I got a reading. There's someone on the gantry. Full complement in the Axis? Uh, yes. I'm reading four members of the Fallow Crown in the Battle Axis. I must admit, we were curious what would happen if you entered the Astral Phase. I never expected you would simply make a copy. Yes. When this version of Pentecost entered the Astrum, she vacated her primacy here leaving the door open for all manner of riffraff. Though only for a brief time, I feel I've come to know Pentecost, and I think it's safe to say that I can trust whatever iteration of her might exist in the cosmos. Your trust is valued more than you know. I'll try not to abuse it. How would I... Get out of here? (laughs) We have an auxiliary elevator for those who need to leave the collar during live play. It's just over there. Push the L button, and a Seward will assist you once you reach the battle center. Thank you, Rain. You've been most helpful. Of course. If there's anything else you need, just let me know. Her death and final breath As hope gives way to fear She steps aside And worlds collide The time is drawing near 
But do not fret, my wayward pet, for we will soon be one. This is no end, my foe and friend. It's only just begun. just do that you can't just say that and expect me to be okay wow i thought i was running this Ooh. one but that was <laughs> i gotta learn more about that <laughs> what the fuck just happened max's face <laughs> uh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we just got to be friends <laughs> wow emotional damage <laughs> Ooh, that was fucking wild what an episode it's so much worse than you think it is, too. Don't... S- <laughs> so Look, you already got the knife in me. You don't need to fucking twist it around, my dude. What What an editing that will take place as well. Yes. <laughs> just a, oh, man. Just a preemptive thank you to Ediger. Yeah, the feat of editing is even greater than the, the feats of heroics <laughs> that you saw today. I, I oh, gave boy, there were some. I gave Dana a little bit of foreknowledge to help me uh, craft this into a nightmare and... She blew my fucking mind with how well she did it. I am. I wanted to cry every time you said anything. I was like, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh God!" Oh God. If if you show me the knife ahead of time, I'm going to twist it. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh huh. For the record, for the those of you who are strictly rules inclined, I recognize that I rolled with advantage, so I shouldn't have actually had a natural one on that save. The one was cooler. Mm-hmm. We're fine with that. Sometimes you got to go with fucking drama. Yeah, exactly. It was cooler. So I'd like to go around the table, and as it gets to you, also give your favorite moment. Uh, my name is Michael Loving. I played Hal this episode. Uh, you can find me here and on social media where I talk about other things that I'm doing. Gosh, what was my favorite moment? This was such an episode, you, go- you guys. Um, there was so much. I think if I had at a push, I think my favorite moment was um, Gaspar and his uh, just platform obliteration <laughs> of the golem. Like, you know, I had not thought to weaponize the platform movement into ramming speed. Uh, and I Gaspar am, to find the weirdest way to use and the I am, environment. I am ashamed of myself that I didn't think of it and proud of law that he had mechanics ready to go for that when somebody suggested it. My name is Angelo Kaluuya. I play Gaspar Elif, not headless rogue of the Phantom subclass. My favorite moment is the sinister smile that Zach had every time there was a lair action. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zach, Zach was really... There was something there. Zach went hard. He was going hard. for the throat with those actions. He took my cruel bullshit and then made it crueler. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Hal was on 12 out of 79 hit points at the end of that fight. Yeah. I wasn't, like, trying to target you. It was just, like, I kept coming across things. So I'm like, well, I gotta do that. Yeah. Let me just say, our party comp, you know, kind of needs IOFs just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're we were struggling for some of these fights, but I think that's also just because um, it was a lot of mental stuff yeah. involved as well. I think especially because it's like, well, maybe if Hal could have taken a turn to bless you guys, then you could have gotten rid of the Bane, except action economy dictates he's got to spend his turn doing attacks. Right. And then maybe if uh, Penny could spend the time healing, that would be great. But unfortunately, action economy dictates yeah. she's got to focus. on. So it's like 
He he fills every role just mm-hmm. enough to cover each of your asses. My class build also prevents that because I can't bless and rage at the oh, same time. Rage fair. rage supersedes concentration on spells. You can't anoint with blood. Not <laughs> not until you give me that as a boon. No, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty decent boon. Yeah, yeah, that's my highlight. What up, everybody? My name is Max Hobbs. I play Wusha Brian Child, the Wandering Tide, and the Broken Fucking Hearted. You can Max find me. Max Sobs. Max Sobs. <laughs> Boo! You can find me at Dungeon Master Max <laughs> everywhere online. <laughs> uh, and over on Help Action. Uh, and my for sure favorite moment was uh, Hallie's Comet over here. Oh, yeah. Just that was fucking so... <laughs> <laughs> screeching toward the ground yeah. and the fucking like perfect super baseball outfield fucking catch of pen just the the combo there would you call him an angel in the outfield i would call him the angel in the outest of fields but there was a bit of enjoyment from law as well while that was happening oh a hundred percent when he failed to make the platform yeah yeah (laughs) there was something i am enjoying there was there was a a dam that broke at that moment and like totally just changed the dynamic of the combat uh and then fucking wuxia immediately fell off afterward and it was just like it it added so much cool uh dimension to what was happening and i fucking enjoyed yeah once he was trapped with stone wings flying through the air and you were (laughs) dangling with six seconds on a chain i was like yep 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 I am Dana Ebert. I play Pentecost, the warlock. And uh, yeah, a bard would have been way more useful in this fight. <laughs> uh, but it is it is good to, to remember that I can step back and do some some support and leave some of the damage to, um, you know, our, our, our three heavy hitters uh, over there. Angelo Kritz Kaluig over here. <laughs> <laughs> Kritz Kaluig is right. a great fucking That's name. Pretty good. All right, let me just say... Um, what I, I said I was feeling at the start of the game. You did. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> because I went for that DC twenty charisma check. I have a plus zero. Okay, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, for some reason, I feel like it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I rolled it, and and it didn't. It was like an eleven or something. But we had to like figure out some stuff, and so somebody sometimes, knocked the table or something. Yeah, we, we take a retake, and then we roll it, and so just I take, for foley. Yeah, I, just for the foley of it. I retake it, roll the natural 20. It's mm. like, I, I can feel the universe sometimes. <laughs> but we keep the original roll. The second roll is just for the sound effect. So he didn't get to use the 20 that he did roll. Fate is cruel and then also really awesome. <laughs> did you have a favy momo, Dana? Yeah. Um, I just really enjoyed being over, you know, I, I, I sit next to Max around the table and we were just kind of vibing uh, this whole session and having a good time together, kind of developing this relationship with our characters. And that was honestly my favorite part. Uh, but also this encounter was brilliantly designed. The fact that, you know, the 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 size of Zach's arsenal was determined by our earlier skill challenge. Uh, the dream actions to create these platforms and move around and navigate the space. It I, was would, just... I would like a special shout out to the dream actions <clears throat> and family blessings that really having those extra things to do was pretty cool. It was just very cool. Added another layer that's very interesting for, for you know, a one-off fight. And it was really, really cool. Um, 
But yeah, you know who I am. You can find me on social media as Mistress Dana RPG. You can also look at my website, DanaEbertPDX.com. I have a lot of stuff coming up. I'm not going to list it all off, but I'm doing some charity games and uh, some stuff on other podcasts. So just, you know, check out my stuff. Uh, my name's Law. I was the dungeon boy man for this one. <laughs> uh, the dungeon dad child. Dungeon mustard. Um, the dungeon bastard. Uh and I also play Iavos Isadora, who in this one was the sleeper. Uh, my favorite moment was getting to use Wuxia as <laughs> a flail, which was as soon as you threw it and it couldn't come out, I was like, yeah, he's doing the opposite to you. He just has to. Um, that was, kind of fun twist in combat is delicious to me. It was about fucking time that that happened. <laughs> yeah, sometimes if you have a chain attached to you, it becomes a disadvantage in the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. It set oh, yeah. a really good tone at the start because Wuxia was the furthest. Like, he was closest to the goal, and he gets swung all the way back, and not only that, sends me flying back. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, oh, we have to fight on platforms. Oh, no. It also kind of implies like a sinister intelligence to the creature, not just like this big floating violent thing, but like, oh, they just planned that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun with both of these, and I had a lot of fun with you having successes and failures coming back. Zach did a great job at fucking you right in the ass with the, the fun little games I gave him. Um, there were some that I would have liked to see, but I wanted to stick to the mechanics of successes and failures, and he worked great with what he had. Yeah, Plus, it adds that kind of like two-headed DM twist, which is always kind of a fun thing. I love it. Um, I am Zach Barkus, non-dungeon boy, a uh, uh, space filler boy, uh, the distant presence the somewhere layer in the boy, room. the person who was <laughs> laughing side. in the background. You're like the dungeon assistant, <laughs> the dungeon assistant, yeah, assistant like, to the dungeon master, <laughs> tactical assassin, dungeon uh, page. My favorite moment is not a moment, but rather this entire thing. I can see and feel and taste all of the work and effort and thought you put into this. This blows my fucking mind. This is the kind of energy that I always expect from you. And I want to say, like, I've gotten a lot of praise in the Discord for my combats, for the setups to the ends of the dungeon, for the way I do boss fights. I learned all that shit from Law. Like, season one was my fucking intro to Dungeon Mastering 101 after years of thinking, oh, I'm a hotshot. I know how to run a dungeon. And then Law taught me all the actually meaningful shit that you need to know to do it well and this is just a fucking masterclass. I, I was blown away and the, the thing I'm so fucking upset about is I didn't get to play in it mm. I wanted to play in this so fucking bad it was so so painful yeah I, I hate that feeling but I was but thank I was, you that's very kind I was swallowed up into it I had an amazing time doing it and uh, yeah these these actions you gave me exactly what I needed to do to do some damage and honestly to me this chapter was the most flawless example of how we've all grown together. Every single one of you did not only some of your best work in this entire experience, but some of your best work together. The the throwing each other lines to use, the building of the scene, like there's so much here. And I realized that I can trust all of you implicitly to, to deliver a good story. You know, we make mistakes. Sometimes we do some dumb shit, but all of you are fucking amazing. And I want to thank you for being here. I also want to thank Brie Golden for, well, not these maps, but all the maps she's done in the past. I want to thank Hedegar the Editor for editing this two-hour and 20-minute episode. <laughs> I want to thank everybody else here specifically for tanking it out for this incredibly long recording and for making it easily one of the best we've done. And, and for I listening to this whole outro. Yeah, and thank you for listening to this whole outro. Uh, until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>